Howdy all, this is Bob Nightingale, America's so-called sweetheart. He says what Liam says. I'm not sure about that, but you listen to Pod and Lansdowne. What are you sipping on there? Uh, I, I've got a crisp and refreshing Canada Jai. Diet ginger ale. Canada Jai. That's what it's often called. Yes. Canada guy. Canada Jai. <laughs> Canada fella. Um, you, you go. You go with the diet one, don't you? I do that, and uh, I got diet. I got diet Dr Pepper in the fridge. Diet Diet Peppy. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. It's an undefeated duo. See, I've tried cutting soda more and more out of my life, but every now and again, I can't. I can't help it but have a little Coke or a little ginger ale as a treat, especially ginger so, yeah. ale. I'm a huge ginger ale guy. Ginger ale is great. Um, people people like to make fun just because it's it's what you have on an airplane or or it's what you get um, <laughs> if you were going to the when you were going to the nurse's office at school <laughs> to be sick. Um, but no, I love ginger ale. I can, I can have it any time of the day. People make fun of ginger ale. Is that is that consistently a thing? I've never I've never been persecuted for my beliefs on that front. I've seen it. I've seen it around. I've heard some things. Well, maybe becoming it's, a grown-up is realizing not, that's fucking gas. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Mix it in with some whiskey as well. You got a nice little mixed drink on your hands there too. A little highball it's so, action. It's so versatile, you know? Love it. Big fan. This, Canada this episode, Drive. Yeah, go ahead. Episode, episode sponsored by Canada Drive. Please and thank you. I'm on my hands yeah. and knees. Canada Jai. Canada Jai. <laughs> it's, the, it's the store brand version. Quick power rank of the ginger ale brands. Top is Canada Dry. Schweppes is two. Um, and really hope that these folks are not uh, a sponsor of anything SB Nation or Fox related. Uh, number three is shit itself. And then fourth is uh, is um, Seagram's. Seagram's is Seagram's, the garbage. absolute worst. I thought you were going to pull the bit from... Uh... Moneyball, where it's like there's Canada Dry, <laughs> then there's 50 feet of crap, then there's Seagrams. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going at there, you know, just saying just shit itself as three. I probably should have thought of the uh, 50 feet of crap line from uh, Brad Pitt and Moneyball. Um, but no, Seagrams is horrible. At UMass, they had Seagrams for like my first like two years on the rotation. Um, what's what's Seagrams? Is that PepsiCo? I'm trying to I'm trying to see. I don't know. I think Canada Dry its own thing. I think like Canada Dry might be with like Seven Up, because Seven Up's like a oh, weird third party. Doctor Pepper slash Seven Up Inc. There you go. Right. There you go. Yeah. So Doctor Pepper uh, is like uh, voting independent. You know, you got <laughs> red and blue Coke, Pepsi. Doctor Pepper is uh, the libertarian. You're you're drinking Gary Johnson basically. Uh, That's right. With, with, with Peppy. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Canada Dry is, I mean, I, it, as far as I'm concerned, like, I like Dr. Pepper. It's solid. Um, not as good as Coke and still, I don't. I wouldn't even say as good as Pepsi. Pepsi's a little bit sweeter, but I have a sweet tooth, so I can deal with it. Um, Dr. Pepper is solid, but I think it takes the bronze medal there. 7-Up uh, isn't as good as Sprite. I, I don't even remember if it's as good as Sierra Mist. I haven't had Sierra Mist in... R.I.P., by the way. Is, Samir, is Sierra Mist gone? They are. Uh, it's rebranding to something called Starry. Um, Why would you do that? Apparently, You're already... that, apparently it's a move to uh, capture the Gen Z audience. I only I only know this because I had to tweet about it last week at work. 
Fair enough. That, that's a fair enough of a well, I, I was going to say, like, you're already so far behind Sprite when you're talking about the lemon-lime soft drink market, you know? like The Sprite, Sprite's a monopoly. Yeah, Sprite's market share is fucking brazy with that, I, I would say. I'm not an economist, but I, I, I know that much. So You're, you're, like, you're bullish on, on Sprite. Yeah, so on one hand, why would you even try to, you know, why would you risk any sort of you know, you know, market, uh, what's the word? Like people recognize, like recognizability. That's not a word, but, uh, you know, what, what brand you, recognition, brand recognition, Jesus Christ. See, exactly. Not an economist. Um, <laughs> why would you surrender any and all brand recognition that you had previously? But on the other hand, uh, the zoomers are fucking crazy and they'll go to bat for anything. You say you stay in BTS or something like that as a soft drink company and you, Within the next couple of weeks, they're going to have Sprite right on their heels. So, uh, you know, <laughs> retreating, basically giving up some ground. Um, yeah, Gen Z is a wild card. No, they're they're either going to kill us all or save us all. There's no in between. Um, but then you go to the ginger ale market, and I think Canada Dry easily clears there. So, Without a doubt. A little soft drink action to start this episode. Just to start us off. It's a, a soft opening. Jake, what what do you have to say about it? <laughs> Oh, Jake is not here. Jake is not here, Liam. That's actually Smiley. That's how, yeah, that... <laughs> Older fans of the show uh, recognize that bit. Newer fans of the show, we're not going to explain it. Uh, <laughs> so, no. Go back and listen to the old episodes, will ya? Smiley, whenever he comes on, is just silent, and he hits the mic whenever he gets frustrated about something. Rattle, rattles his mic. Exactly. he can't but, speak, you know? Right. He's all smiles all the time. Um... I am joined, however, by Travis Dead, Shot Dead in Houston, a.k.a. Liam. I am Josh Rutledge, a.k.a. Fitz. We are pod on Lansdowne. Jake couldn't make it this week. Wishing him well, as always. Uh, he'll be back soon enough. You'll get your fix of Jake soon enough. But it's just the two of us, uh, just like uh, that one time when... Two-man show. Know. It's uh, Dave O'Brien and, and uh, Tony Maz coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> the two worst people you know. <laughs> I'll take the hit and be Tony Maz. I think I hear <laughs> good, for voice, so. good for you. I'm concerned, Liam. I'm concerned. <laughs> We're glad you could join in for this episode of the program. Whether you're new or old, somewhere in between, uh, good to good to have you around. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod on Lansdowne. That's something you can certainly do. You can follow us all on Twitter at Fitzy Mopania as myself, at Liam Fennessy underscore is the one and only Liam Fennessy, and then at Jake Wallinger for... The absent Jake. Uh, not even going to wait for a tardy here. Uh, we're marking him down as, as absent. <laughs> He's absent. He's um, absent today. So after five minutes of soft drink talk, that ate up five minutes of audio, which is great. Uh, because there's like crazy. Because no, there's like no Red Sox news. So <laughs> we, gotta, we got an episode to record one way or the other, Liam. Whether or not news <laughs> happens, you know? It's not every, well, not every day that uh, you're, you're starting shortstop uh, fucks up their elbow or you're franchise player signs an 11-year contract you know it's this is what we this is what you got right now folks take it or leave it yeah i mean it's it's kind of like you know what you're getting uh, we're giving you fair warning you, you turn the turn the episode off now if you want because we could go anywhere with this right you, you you could say a lot of things about us one of the things that we are we are not our liars uh, we're being very honest with you here there's not much news to talk about there's some stuff I, you know i, I exaggerate very minor there very minor some things to mention some interesting happenings surrounding the boston red sox baseball club 
um, that we'd like to bring to your attention, and then we'll see uh, we'll see what develops from there. Uh, maybe we do another twenty five minutes on soda related brand talk. Um, you know, the, the evening is still young. Let's dive right into the though with the actual real sports baseball talk here with the fellas. Rumblings going around the interwebs uh, today, Tuesday, the 17th, Liam, that I wanted to bring to your attention. Some rumblings, mm-hmm. nothing confirmed as of right now. Uh, and, of course, if this ends up becoming hard news by the time we're recording, feel free to which give of us course, Which, of course, it will. Yeah, Murphy's by the t- situation. <laughs> by the time we hop off. Well, yeah, uh, exactly. It will be when we end and when it's done processing and whatnot. When I'm editing the episode tomorrow that's when this will become uh, an official signing for the Red Sox. But as of now, it is rumors that Adam Duvall could be on his way to Boston to play in the outfield. Adam Duvall, formerly of the Braves, World Series champion with the Braves. Uh, there are some whispers here and there you've seen from a couple different sources uh, that he could, could, could uh, make his way to the Boston outfield, which of course would kick Kike Hernandez down to second, uh, to shortstop rather, uh, thus plugging in the Trevor Story hole. Uh, that, again, has unfortunately come about due to his shoulder injury. Adam Duvall, though, for those who aren't aware, uh, very steady Eddie in the field, consistent fielder, strong arm, a little inconsistent at the plate, to say the least. He has his moments, uh, also strikes out a ton, though. Um, So you're not necessarily getting him to be, you know, an offensive strong hold uh, for the lineup. But again, he he has his days in the sun at the plate. Uh, Adam Duvall in general, Liam, what do you think about the prospect of adding him to the lineup for 2022 and potentially into uh, the the immediate future. Do um do you want my optimistic take first or my let's, pessimistic take? Let's let's start optimistic and then get worse. Okay, optimistic take. Great fit for the current team. Um, if he can hit anywhere near, you know, 25 to 35 home runs over a full season, like cool. That's great with me because I don't. We really don't know if there's anyone outside of Devers, maybe Casas, that's going to top or be around 25 home runs this year in that lineup. Um, plays good defense, which obviously they need in the outfield right now. But uh, my pessimistic take here, and maybe this is just me, maybe this is just me, but uh, it, it feels um, he strikes me as like Hunter Renfro light. Yeah. Just based on took a quick look at his baseball reference page today and like, yeah, you're going to get 20, maybe 30 home runs on a good year, but he's not a guy that hits for average. The OPS plus I think came out to like 106 or like 111 for his career. Career is 97. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so some it's like, absolute stinkers in there early on. To be fair, I mean, you look at oh, hundred percent. You you look at twenty eighteen in total of seventy. Uh, I mean, twenty fourteen. I'm not going to hold a sixty three against them. That's a that's a pretty small sample size. Only seventy seven abs. Usually about one hundred and fifty is the amount of abs you you uh, you want to see at least before you get in somewhat of a fair enough of a sample size uh, to determine statistics like that. Um, but I mean, this past year, eighty-seven, not not all that great. Two thirteen batting average. I know batting average is for Neanderthals, but it's worth pointing out two seventy-six on base from that. Uh, he strikes out way too much. I would say yeah, he strikes out a ton. One way or the other, whether he is productive, whether he does recapture some of that twenty twenty-one form uh, where he had thirty-eight home runs uh, with two different teams, 
113 RBI in total actually led the National League in 2021, believe it or not. Um, 491 slug that year, 281 on base. Uh, if you can provide something along the lines, like you said it, of, of 25 home runs even during the course of a full year, uh, somewhere you know in the, in the bottom half of your lineup, 6th or 7th or something like that, I feel like you take that just to get some sort of pop in the offense. It almost feels like a situation prior to 2018 where, I mean, you said it, there's not too, too many power guys in the lineup right now uh, outside of Devers and potentially Casas. Yeah, and... I mean, I think bare minimum, it, it's 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 giving me a lot of Tommy Pham vibes. Like he's he's a legitimate major league bat and he's a legitimate major league glove. Like he's not he's not a four A player, which I think right. is good because the roster was full of him last year. Um, he's a real legit living breathing major league baseball player. You ever seen one? Um, <laughs> he's alive. He has vital signs. You name it. <laughs> he can. He can hit. You can hit for some power, uh, can obviously play some some good defense when he's in the outfield. So, I mean, it fits the team's needs currently, whether or not it – I mean, he's not going to be a guy if the team somehow or some way is, is contending late in the year that you're going to, like, lean on. He's going to be, like I said with Hunter Renfro earlier, he's a guy that's going to hopefully bat sixth or seventh and hit 20, 25 home runs for you. And, and if That's, he plays the solid enough of defense, you take that, right? You know, especially. I think that I think the defense is the biggest thing. Yeah, that's what you primarily it, signing him for. Yeah, if you're if you're moving Kike to the infield, then I mean, God, all bets are off. I I right. don't know what the yeah. outfield would be, just be a mess. You're gonna have to get creative at that point, and Kike losing his uh, his defensive abilities in the outfield would be taking a hit. So to be able to plug that right in. Uh, would certainly soften the blow uh, in that regard. And again, that's his primary calling card at this point. He's not going to be this offensive stalwart, although he is one of those guys, Liam, that uh, has, you know, a week and a half of the time where he decides he's going to be the best hitter. He's going to be red hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. He he gets, he gets scorching hot for uh, random stretches uh, throughout the year. I feel like he's done that the last couple of years. Was he hurt last year? He had to have been. He had to have been. He only play, I was pulling up his page right now, but uh, he only played 86 games. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I got to imagine that's a, that's a so like, situation. I mean, over a full year, he probably would have put up his usual 30-ish home runs, maybe a little below. But uh, I don't know. I was looking to see, like, maybe throw what, that outfield, year. I mean, what outfield positions he primarily played. And it looks like center and left. Because I was going to say... I mean, if you're stealing Kike from center, do you automatically just make Duvall the starting center fielder? Or do you... Because then, then I just... I just think the, the outfield alignment, like, we, I, I feel like we're assuming... I, I, I feel like great. we're assuming... I don't know enough... I still don't know enough about Yoshi to be like, is is, is really that, that bad? Yeah, That's I what mean, we keep hearing, but it's like, I don't know anything... To base yeah, that on outside maybe of maybe it's better than advertised. Who's to say? I'm just you know just kind of going off of reports that I've read uh, and things of that nature. I haven't you know sat there and grinded out the tape of his defensive <laughs> highlights or anything. Like you haven't that. been watching Oryx Buffalo games all. Un- unfortunately, no. I have a job, so I, I can't breaking be- <laughs> down the tape. <laughs> That's someone's job out there. It's just not my job. Uh, but um, you know, and if it was an injury situation for 2022, that 
made him take a step back offensively. Maybe if you are taking the optimistic route, um, I know he's 34 years old. He's no spring chicken, but maybe he can recapture some of the form that he had over the last couple of years from 2019 to 21, uh, 107 OPS plus, which again is no great shakes, 802 OPS just in general. Um, but that's something you can certainly live with. Um, if he recaptures some of that uh, offensive abilities while playing steady uh, defense, I think it's a good short-term fix uh, to an issue there. He can extend your bench. If, you know, when Story gets back, you want to kick Kike out to center. Um, he's a good fourth outfield option in that situation. Um, I, I don't think it would be a, a bad move at all. I'll tell you what I like it way more than. I like it way more than the idea of bringing on Elvis Andrews or God love him, but Jose Iglesias. I'd rather take on Duval and then kick Kike to short from there. But even then, it still sounds like they're in on Wendell. So it sounds like an out, an, one outfielder and one infielder are surely coming before spring training. And we've talked about what I imagine. Wendell. Yeah, Wendell. yeah. Which, like, it's not inspiring, but... He's a, he's a guy. He's That's about left him. <laughs> left-handed infielder off the bench, which I guess if Kike and Arroyo are your middle infield, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I need some, some lefties in there. Don't want to overload the, on lefties, but <laughs> the only thing I'm praying doesn't happen this year is um, a certain man by the name of Alex Verdugo taking over center because we know what he looks like out there. Um, yeah, I want I want nothing to do with that. And I mean, even though he doesn't have the best the arm, corner. like yeah, like I'll I think he's fine in in right field. He's he's more than adequate out there. Um, just just please, for the love of God, don't put him in center. Well, there's another That's center fielder. There's another center fielder kicking around Liam. <laughs> young, young, should I should guy. I know this? He's very fast. He's a lefty. I think the second oh, I've done Christ. this bet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he I I don't I don't think I've ever seen an outfielder um who sees the ball at night quite as well as he does. If we're being honest, that's why Jared Duran and Casey couldn't pick that up. Or during the day, during, during the day too. The too. Doesn't matter, day and night, Kid Cuddy. It doesn't matter what, what time it is. He 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 um he sees the ball at some point. And he eventually, does. he'll end up finding the ball and seeing it and and fetching it from there. Um, and, or sometimes, uh, he, sometimes he doesn't fetch it. <laughs> sometimes he'll walk. Some out <laughs> he'll let Alex Verdugo get the uh get the ball behind him. Well, but, Verdugo was running in, Liam. I don't know if you knew that. He didn't want to collide with Verdugo. Oh, that was right. That was right. Common <laughs> common, common mix-up. Silly me, right? Yeah. God, I think about that play like twice a week. I get angry every time I do. Ugh. I just the just the image of him with like his 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 arms out and looking up is is ingrained in my mind. <laughs> that and then after Christian Royal one. Right, exactly. Where he was like after the ball, Arroyo just lost it. Then at least he, you know, he got on his horse to try to get it in. And at least Arroyo was like, like straining his vocal cords, trying to get a teammate to point it out for him. (laughs) (laughs) The man, the the man's like, like shaking out in right field, trying to find his ball in there. (laughs) Police, help! Help! Basically, it's that meme. Uh, that was Christian Arroyo. Um, he needs some milk. <laughs> Jaron Duran, at least, it's like, oh, he lost it, and he was just kind of like, eh, whatever, man. 
It's up there somewhere. It'll come yeah, down. We're all, we're all gonna die one day anyway. <laughs> this is insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Nihilist Jaron Duran. <laughs> his 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 mind was too focused on the, on the important research that he was providing. That's right. He he had to he had to figure out if he was going to uh, Toronto in September. Him and uh, Tanner Houck were in the, in the lab <laughs> cooking up something important for the greater good. Uh, goodness gracious! So, a lot of yeah, glassware. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, that that's uh, that's Adam Duvall. Again, he would be a short term kind of of a deal before any of the kids potentially take over in the outfield if they're not traded. Um, which no real signs of anything in terms of trade at this point, right? It, it, speaking of the Marlins, who Adam Duvall played not with, that uh, recently. Nothing really. Not not that I've seen. Um, I mean, maybe there's something coming. I don't know what Heim's cooking. He might not be cooking anything at all. We we never know. <laughs> he might be on a hunger strike. Who's to say? <laughs> uh, My thing is like I feel like I feel like at this point every addition we, we're, we're like talking about a potential addition to the team ahead of ahead of opening day has just sort of been like. Yeah, like he fits the team. We'll, we'll take him, I guess. Yeah, like it's, it's no one you're like really, like it can really get excited over. Yeah, but... I'm not here like trying to pound on the desk for Adam Duvall. I just think at this <laughs> at this juncture, at this point in the game, like that's like he's about as good of an option as you're gonna get. <laughs> Realistically speaking, you know, it's like. And that's just these are just the these are the times we live in now, and you gotta adjust expectations to that. Um, so that's why I'm here being like, I think Adam Duvall would make sense for the team. Uh, man, we're, just, uh, uh, we're starving. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's just a crumb, just a crumb of something competitive. Um, also got a, uh, minor league catcher into the fold, uh, for this upcoming year. We'll talk about that guy, but first let's listen to some ads. Jorge Alfaro, 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 Alfaro. Yeah, Alfaro. If I was <laughs> I want margaritas and tacos, Jorge Alfaro. There we go. Minor league deal catcher being brought into the Boston Red Sox organization. Welcome aboard. People are excited about this, Liam. Way more excited than I would have thought that a a, a Jorge Alfaro signing would have you know prompted. Way way bigger of a reaction. And and I'm thinking that mostly comes from it being a minor league deal because I didn't expect that at all. Low risk. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a great move if you're the Red Sox. Um, he seems like a great vibes guy from all the clips that are going around from uh, his year in San Diego last season. So I mean, it makes sense. They needed to add another catcher, get another one in the fold ahead of spring training. So I mean, it'd be awesome if he like really gave Reese or Wong a run for your money, and I could. Absolutely see him not necessarily like being the starter on opening day, but being one of two catchers that are on the roster on opening day. Um, if they opted to give Wong some more time. Uh, gives you a little something, something at least, right? Did you? Yeah, I mean, it's competition, you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And again, low risk. Did you end up tweeting that uh, that video from the pod account? Again, at pod on Lance oh, on Twitter. Was that you? Yeah, from, the, uh, from the, his winter league home run yeah, the, like, Dominican I don't know, a week or so ago. It? Yeah, he's electric. Yep. That was electric, and if you just get again, just a crumb of that, just a little bit, just a crumb. That that'd be very nice. I I, I wouldn't hate that. 
Uh, Jorge Alfaro, uh, again, you talk about a little jolt offensively here and there. Uh, it's a mixed bag, 89 career OPS plus 94 this past year, over 274 plate appearances with the San Diego Dads. Uh, 97th percentile max exit velocity. So he has the potential to take things up or tank. And as a righty, or he's actually a switch hitter, I take that back. Um, really? No, he's not. He's not switching with the fight. I thought I read the B uh, on Savant here. Uh, I was gonna say, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> T- beg pardon. No, uh, I thought I meant people. Nope. Righty. Uh, well, if he takes aim at the monster every now and again, that 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 could be fun. Could be a good vibe guy. Ninety-six um, percentile uh, in terms of pop time to second. Not a great framer, uh, but gets the ball over to second base quickly, which uh, could be interesting as a defensive replacement later in the game. Uh, I, I get. I understand that this is a very specific situation, but um, you know, later in the game to keep runners honest from going first to second, especially now with a the leadoff rules. Not, I'm not saying like leadoff batter, like leading off of bases with those yeah. changing where uh, pitchers can only pitch over. What is like two pickoffs and then so the they can throw over. Is... For, they can throw over to a base for free twice during an at bat. If they throw over a third time or a fourth time, so on and so forth, and they don't get the runner out, they get the next. It basically counts as a balk, and that runner gets the next base. You can pick over a third, pick off over to first a third time, and you know if they're out, they're out. It's fine. There's no penalty, uh, but that's the risk you run. So, you know, one would think that with with a that and b the base is actually getting bigger. You know. You might think that runners, even guys who historically haven't run too much on the base paths, they would get bigger leads. Might, yeah, um, might start thinking about it. Yeah, and, and you know, plays that would have been easy outs before going over to second could be more, you know, bang, bang. Those 50-50 ones could end up, you know, going more in favor of the runner, things like that. Uh, incentivizes running more. So getting a guy in there who um, could quickly pop up and get the ball over to second um, – could be a little bit more valuable than we're giving it credit for. I'm not saying, you know, you break the bank for anything like that. Again, it's a minor league deal, but it's something to consider uh, when you're talking about this guy. 85th percentile in terms of sprint speed, too, for a catcher. That's a little Dalton Bar show action probably there, right? Yeah. What What is going on? Yeah, what is happening uh, with these? Uh, he's a big boy, too. 6'3". He is. He's like, he's like hefty. Right? As, oh, as you'd imagine a catcher would be. Type beat, huh? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Just huffing and puffing around. But again, it's a minor league deal. And again, it's slim pickings this week, folks. They're not yeah, all I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, like it, it's a great move for what it is. It's it's low risk, high reward. Take a flyer. Why not? Yeah. Give it a you, shot, I right? Mean, gives you some more catching depth regardless. Cool. Everybody wins. I guess. Again, we're on our hands and knees just <laughs> looking for something. With this club. <laughs> Next up, Connor Seabold. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So long to him. Uh, I wonder if that player to be named later uh, is going to be from the Colorado Rockies. Because be Brendan Rogers. Yeah, right. Uh, who's the uh, who's the shortstop there? The kid. New one. Uh, Tovar is his name. I think it's like sure. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Tovar. I think his name. He's like their top prospect. He's okay. presumably going to be taking over shortstop duties for them. It's supposed to be a pretty good player. Um, that'd be that'd be nice. No, um, Daniel Bard. That's the player to be named later. Uh, Daniel yeah, the bullpen Bard. arm would be great. 
Well, they signed him to that extension, though. They'll never let him go. Yeah, right. He's the cornerstone. Yeah, he's the one guy they've decided to pay uh, for the next decade (laughs) or so. And if it doesn't work out, they can say, see, this is why we we trade our franchise players or let them walk in free agency. God, have we talked about how weird that fucking franchise is? The The Rockies? They're so weird. There's a do you know why their uh, do you know why their mascot is is a dinosaur? Uh, Dinger is his name, right? Yeah. Why but do you is know like why? Because apparently when they were building Coors Field, like when they dug up when they started to dig up the site, they found dinosaur bones. Fun fact. Really. And that's why Dinger is exists. That's so, cool as hell. Now you know. That's so. Because I it it always like. It drove me insane for the longest time. I was like, why is the Rockies mascot a dinosaur? One with polka dots, uh, no less. <laughs> a <perfect laughs> and, yeah, I don't know if it's perfect. ever existed in the wild. <laughs> but hey, they found some dinosaur bones when they were building the ballpark. Hence, and a mascot was born. You, you gotta, like, I was gonna say frame, but like, you need like a shadow box for that. You gotta, like, prominently display those dinosaur bones right i would i would love to know where they are actually is it like building on a burial ground like if you if you build a stadium over you know dinosaur bones are you cursed for millions of years i would hope not it would explain why i mean it would would explain that they are true um, I mean, they won a pennant, and then they lost to a certain baseball team. I can't remember who it was uh, back in 2007. But again, you know that it, it tracks. I, I know correlation doesn't equal causation, but that that's a good theory to be had. This team just could be cursed by the dinosaur gods. Wow, they are apparently they found a ton, or at least there are a ton in the the Denver metro area. So get a now. get a archaeologist to reconstruct them or some stuff could you imagine how hard that be like in center field like like above the batter's eye well, i know they have the seats up there above the batter's eye but somewhere in the outfield you, you just have a display of a fucking dinosaur skeleton that'd be sick uh, <laughs> that'd be uh, hard okay. as hell so, the so i'm reading an article from uh, on mlb's website uh, about the bones and like <laughs> bones are their money <laughs> there's there's nothing to write home about here they're extremely boring looking bones (laughs) but apparently they're from a triceratops so if you had to uh, guess to describe it to the listeners if you had to guess what part of the dino let's presume that it's a triceratops like dinger i believe dinger is a triceratops yes he is indeed if if it is a triceratops if those are triceratops bones uh, what part of the body are we talking here? You just sent me a picture of it. I'll also try. To... I did. Yeah, take a guess. Oh, there's no fuck. There's no way to <laughs> the, the the femur, dude. I don't know. They. It looks like a. It, it, you know what it looks like? The one on the left there. It looks like um. First of all, they do it to scale, and about half the screen for scale gives five centimeters. So these are tiny little guys. <laughs> Extremely these are small. Not, these are not big. So, yeah. Oh, God, wait to get. Let me. Get my hopes up and then let them down here. Jeez, I thought we were talking like a fucking whole ass carcass here. That's no, that's I'm, what I thought too. And shit. apparently they're uh, they're located at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, and uh, they're Boy. small enough. They're small enough to fit inside a shoebox. So, <laughs> well, yeah, five centimeters, right? Not not even five centimeters. Ground, um, groundbreaking discovery. The one on the left looks like Plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. 
It's <laughs> true, it does. <laughs> I'm going to guess like the femur? I don't know. So, let's see, let's see. Um, You're going to have someone so, that like, uh, tells you like the exact like history of these specific fragments of bone, uh, carbon dating and things like that. Oh, yeah, it was part of the, the, the left you know, paw or something. Dinosaurs don't have fucking paws, I don't know. But, uh, oh, here's, here's, a, here's a fun nugget. Um, well, first of all, I'll, a, fun, I'll, a fun Dever. Uh, could you say that this is a fun Dever nugget? You, we could, we could. Huh? Carmelo, yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Um, yeah, Jokic and uh, yeah, Jamal Murray. <laughs> uh, continue. So, so the article says some claimed it was part of a triceratops skull. Others skull. thought maybe it was. Others thought maybe it was just a dinosaur egg. Um, hmm. But apparently. Apparently, it's like the chunk of some dinosaurs, like rib, and that's that's pretty much it. You could do far worse than a rib. I guess. I mean, I guess a rib is cool, but I don't know. But apparently, like if it was what, a, what, if it, like if it was a femur, like I guess that would have sucked a bit more. Ribs kind of cool. A femur would have been, been cool because it had a skull would have been sweet. Yeah. Um, but apparently. When they found the di- or the found the dinosaur quote unquote bones, I guess we'll, we'll refer to it. <laughs> yes, the dinosaur was dead. Uh, Fuck. But uh, so I guess Coors had already had the naming rights for the ballpark when they were building it, mm-hmm. um, but people wanted it to be renamed Jurassic Park because of the bones. Ah, oh, Coors. So that oh, that, that would have been that would have been pretty hard. Coors, Coors, you gotta like listen. I know. Money is everything, but in this situation, money is not everything. Maybe you work you out go- like a legal settlement. Oh my! You've got to like take a little bit more scratch and take a hit for the team. You've got to let it be called Jurassic Park, or or even like um, just be like Coors Field at Jurassic Park. Still maintain the naming Camden rights, Yard sort of deal, exactly. Right? Or like Ricky Henderson Field at the O.Co. Coliseum. Well, yeah, they change the name of the Coliseum every. 15 minutes so yeah it's the o.co right now but yeah it is ricky anderson field is it hey, o.co i have no idea hey to be honest uh, why don't you look that up uh jamie pull that up um <laughs> you, no one calls it oriole park no it's camden right? yards everyone calls it camden yards no one said oh i'm going to the game at oriole park at camden yard like, no one <laughs> fucking says that you know, these corporations do not seem to understand, like, yeah, it's great to have the naming rights and, you know, it is plastered all over the place, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, we know the stadium has Coors Field today. Um, always refer to it as Coors. Even if they change the name, I'll probably always refer to it as Coors. Um, but, you know, people just get used to those sort of a name. Like, like the people who renamed the Steelers Stadium, what's it, like, Akashire Stadium right now? It, it's oh, yeah, it's always going to be, it's always going to be Heinz Field. It's Heinz. No, yeah, we're always going to call it Heinz Field. The, the Fleet Center in Boston, people would, would still be calling it, like, the New Garden. No one's got, oh, I'm going to the, <laughs> going to the Fleet Center today. You guys want to uh, go to the Fleet Center? <laughs> my parents, um, God bless them, because, uh, like, they moved out of the city in the late 90s. Uh, down to Baltimore, and I mean, they still refer to TD as as the New Garden. Like, oh, like oh, they playing at the new the New Boston Garden? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah well, again, it's, people it's in garden. general just call it the Garden. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, the Garden. Yeah, and then I uh, hear all if you if you listen closely, that's all the New Yorkers go. The Garden is MSG. Oh, the pizza. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. But Billy Joel. The, 
Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, all his banners because they don't have any other championship banners over the last They don't win anything else. Exactly, right? <laughs> so they have to put up banners for all the records that Billy Joel has broken. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you got you to gotta take the hit there. Negotiate something. Get Spielberg on the phone, right? Because he's going to have the, the rights to that. Him and Amblin, I think, is the name of his production company. Whoever it is, right? Um, Universal, if they're the distributors of Jurassic Park. Get them on the line with Coors and the Rockies. Hash out a settlement. You got to take one for the team here. Got to get a win for the people to call an actual ballpark Jurassic Park. Has to. Yeah, what a world. That's a huge missed opportunity. I'd never heard that before, but that's... Man. So 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 much Rockies merchandising opportunities... Yeah, right? Like, the team would, like, they'd have to probably pay a little bit more up front to settle any legal issues and to make the thing go away, so it does open it up, but... Imagine Christ, if their city, their city Connect uniforms were, like, dinosaur-inspired. Dra- oh, oh, with, like, the Jurassic Park font and stuff like that. Now oh, you're talking. God. Right? You make all yeah. your money back from the legal stuff just in merchandising fees and whatnot. It's true. I'd get I bet a you get some... I'd get a shirt. I bet, um, the... What is it? Is it Universal or or Paramount? I think it's Universal. Do? Okay, I mean you could get considering you could that Colorado like, Rockies ride at one of the Universal theme parks. It's not the far opportunity. From the Hollywood, opportunities right? are yeah, exactly. They really they, they yeah. really fumbled the bag on that one. They they have a Universal in in California. They have a theme park there, and hell, they have they have rides from Seussland. Seussland is not nearly as close to L.A. as Denver is. So <laughs> if you had to come up with a Colorado Rockies themed ride um, based on like some obscure Rockies player, <laughs> who are you choosing? <laughs> the Ra- the Rommel Tapia question. roller coaster? I would say uh, the, ch- the, uh, <laughs> the Aaron the Cook. Jeff- uh, <laughs> I was going to say the Jeff Francis coaster. And the, the ride is, it's, have you ever seen the euthanasia coaster? No. No. So the euthana- All right. So the ride is just the euthanasia coaster, right? And it's, it's themed off of Jeff Francis. Um, God, what I wouldn't give to get into a universal pitch. Meeting. Oh, no, no. Never mind. I've, I've seen this before. I didn't know the, didn't know the actual. <laughs> so the youth, not to, not to take a dark turn or a dark, dark uh, loop to loop here. Uh, trying to pull up the. My, my internet's kind of shit right now on my phone. It's not, it's not pulling up. All right. The euthanasia coaster is a hypothetical steel roller coaster designed as a euthanasia device to kill its passengers. The concept was conceived in 2010 and made into a scale model model by a Lithuanian artist. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Uh, and a PhD candidate at the Royal College, uh, Royal College of Art in London. Uh, bu- 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 uh, 2010 you could call it the the carlos gonzalez euthanasia coaster <laughs> the cargo experience <laughs> the cargo coaster because i mean i'm sure there are rockies fans out there that would definitely you know buy a ticket and take the ride on the euthanasia coaster considering how bad the team um <laughs> has been managed over the last couple of years or pretty much always it, they're John such a fascinating F- franchise <laughs> John Allen, who served as a president of the Philadelphia Toboggan Company, uh, which is a, I would imagine they make rides, uh, oldest existing roller coaster manufacturing companies, uh, one of the most, 
uh, oldest in the world in terms of making roller coaster. Uh, the president of that company inspired the artist with his description of the ultimate roller coaster as one that, quote, sends out 24 people and they all come back dead. Basically what this roller coaster is, it's a huge <laughs> lift hill, right? Goes way, 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 way up at the apex, turns right back down. It's a quick angle down and it's multiple loop-de-loops that get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter as you go. There's one, two, three, four, five, I count seven loops there. Uh, seven inversions, that's right. Um, basically, uh, the design uh, mechanism of action. Uh, the euthanasia coaster would kill its passengers through prolonged cerebral hypoxia or an insufficient supply of oxygen to the brain. The ride's seven inversions would inflict 10 Gs of force on its passengers for 60 seconds, causing G-force-related symptoms starting with gray out through tunnel vision to blackout and eventually G-lock, which is G-force-induced loss of consciousness. Jesus Christ. Subsequent inversions or another run of the coaster would serve as insurance against unintentional survival of more robust <laughs> passengers. That's great. So, uh, yeah, the Colorado Rockies-themed euthanasia coaster. I think that's a hit. I think that's a coming you got, you Coming to Universal. Right, you got the brand tie-in. <laughs> Because it's just long and excruciating watching the Colorado Rockies baseball. They, they just make decisions to make decisions. Someone made a thread on that. Like, they just make decisions based on vibes. It's not based on baseball. It's not based on strategy. It's just based on vibes. That's why they gave Daniel Barton an extension. Maybe that's why they got rid of Nolan Arenado. Maybe he didn't fit the vibes too, too much. Maybe Trevor Story wasn't as much of a, of a vibe guy as they wanted. I mean, you're talking about Colorado. I mean, hell, they have a minor league baseball team out there called the Rocky Mountain Vibes. They're all based on vibes. True, love the vibes. Ooh, exactly. I think the I think the vibes are collegiate wood bat league now. Are they? I think they got I think they got caught up in uh, when Manfred. You want to talk about great work. merchandise? The Rocky Mountain. Oh, vibes. the vibes! The, the toasted marshmallow, just fucking heat, dude. Is on fire with the sunglasses. Yeah, that's, you know what? If I he's get a cool the. Guy. If I get MLB the show this year, which I'm planning on doing in for Diamond Dynasty, I think maybe that's my Diamond Dynasty team. Just get that logo, you know, get a nice Rocky Mountain picture. vibes. Rocky Mountain vibes. Yeah, exactly. the logo is sweet. It's so cool. It's a it's a uh, s'more on fire. Uh, the marshmallow's wearing glasses, and he's like kind of giving like a like what's up? Like I don't know if it's yeah, a peace sign or like it's one know, or the other. Hang ten. He's just saying stuff. He's yeah. cool as hell. I'd, I'd have a beer with him. Right. <laughs> I'd have a beer I'd have a feel. That, dude. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you like the grass, I'm sure he, he he knows a guy. He can hook that up for you, the real good stuff. Uh, it's Colorado after all. After all, So, you know, he'd be True. able to hook that up. Um, what were we talking a, about? Oh, Connor back to, Oh, Well, no, no, no. <laughs> back, back, to the, back to the Oakland Coliseum. Cause I, oh, <laughs> that, that, back to the Odako Coliseum, of course. Because I have – it has quite the history when it comes to its name. Um, do you do you want to take a guess as to what it's called currently? Um, I'm going to guess that they don't have the naming rights right now, so I'm going to say it's the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, it, is it a sponsored one? It is, and I, I've never heard of this company. <laughs> well, it's not Oracle because that's the Giants, right? I know right, right. next door is where the uh, Warriors used to play. They were right next to the Coliseum. Uh, and that was the Oracle Arena. They ended up moving, but Oracle 
sponsors again again that's pack bell to me or at&t i'm not going to be calling it oracle park anytime soon. <laughs> pack bell. is it i always forget they they changed it to oracle it's it was still sbc AT&T. i think at one point because that's like the phone line division of pack bell i, I believe oh god and then switched it back to at&t which is again under like the pack bell umbrella or all those companies were under the at&t umbrella <laughs> Corporate conglomerate bullshit, Liam, stuff like that. It was all named after telephone companies, and then they switched to Oracle. Um, I have no idea what it is. Those are my two guesses. Uh, it's it, it's something called Ring Central Coliseum. Ring Central. Ring Central. What is 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 it like like the doorbell thing, like Ring? No. What is Ring it's Central? A, it's a it's a cloud computing based business phone system. Well, of course, it at least is. that's or at least that's the industry they're in. They're there they're on the New York Stock Exchange. So what 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 are their stocks looking like? Again, I'm not an economist, but oh, uh, let's pull this out. Let's pull this out. Give me a sec. This is great. This is great radio. Oh, they're up today, <laughs> or at least they closed up today. Uh, well, there you go. Good for them. Oh, well, selling at uh, 36 and a half bucks. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe the, uh, maybe the A's will be able to extend Seth Brown now. <laughs> Probably yeah, not, but maybe. Somebody. So what? Uh, all right. Anyway, back to, uh, back to the Oakland Coliseum. Real quick. Yeah. Let's go through these the, names. The, his, the history of names is absolutely absurd. Um, I know so, it was. Uh, uh, I knew it was uh, McAfee uh, Coliseum at one point, like the correct. like the uh, c- like computer protection. Like that was probably yes. like, that was like Eric like Chavez the virus, like the yeah. like the malware virus. Like when yeah. Dallas Braden threw his perfect game, it was probably named like the McAfee Coliseum at that point, <laughs> around that time. You know, you're talking. So, uh, ju- uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Really good in like 2007 or eight. Was it um, pitcher? Justin Shirt, really long name. You keep going. I'm going to try to find his name. Okay. So uh, the I think he randomly made the All Star team in 08. The famous Oakland Coliseum here. Um, when it opened in 19, 19- did they include the name famous in it? <laughs> no, no, no. I was oh, just I, was I added that myself. I was ad living. <laughs> I was going to say. Right <laughs> I popped so, the brakes there a little bit, buddy. From 1966 to 1998, it was the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, of course. Justin, Justin Dukeshire. Oh, That's I remember him. D-U-C-H-S-C-H-E-R-E-R, Justin Dukeshire. He signed with the Orioles at one point when I was in high school. Um, that's he, the only reason I remember that name. He never pitched for the Orioles, but he was. Uh, did he sign with the Orioles? On January 30th of 2011, Dukeshire signed a one-year deal with the Orioles. He was released on August 2nd. Mm, poor yeah. guy. Yeah. But he did make an all-star team, you said? Two all-star games, I'll have you know. Oh. 05 and 08. Good for him. Yeah, shout out to Dukeshire. Uh, anyways. Uh... And, okay. <laughs> so, so, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum up until 1998. From 1998 to 2004, it was the Network Associates Coliseum. Then from 2004 to 2008, it was the McAfee Coliseum. But then from 08 to 2011, nobody owned the naming rights. So it went back to Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. (laughs) Um, And then for just 2011, it was the Overstock.com Coliseum. (laughs) (laughs) 
because then and they then, changed to O.co because that yes. was overstock.com. Yeah. Then they were the <laughs> O.co Coliseum up until 2016. That's and still then run there five years? <laughs> yeah. And then from 2016 through 2019, they went back to the Oakland Alameda <laughs> Coliseum. <laughs> Forgive uh, me, but it's time to go back to the old me. <laughs> Forgive me for what I must yabba dabba do. <laughs> and then, and then from 2019 uh, up until now, it is the the Ring Central Coliseum. So now, now you know. God, it's an oral up, an oral history of the the Coliseum's naming rights. Yeah, right. Yeah, the next blog on over the monster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be up there in terms of the stadium that gets renamed the most. Uh, the one that jumps out to me, though, in terms of being renamed all the time is uh, where the Dolphins play and where the Marlins used to play. Um, mm. was it, I think it's Hard Rock Stadium now. Yes, I think that's right. Hard Rock Stadium. Let's try to find the uh, names of this bad boy. Naming rights. All right. Oh, boy. So how many were there for the Coliseum? Could you go back and count? Oh, let me see. I had... Six, six different, six different names. I think I'm getting nine here, um, which is crazy. So, again, baseball related because the Marlins used to play here from '87 to '96, August to August of that time frame. It was Joe Robbie Stadium, which is what my dad calls it. That's an all-time dad move. Like my dad would call <clears throat> Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. He would always, he always calls it Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah, I, whatever like we were talking that and that somehow came up in the conversation the other day so he called it um i think it was jack murphy stadium i think that's what it used to be called i'm sure the old yeah, heads that's right no fair so joe robbie stadium uh was its initial name from august again august of 87 to august of 96 from august of 96 to september of 96 so not even not even a month not even a month it was it was a uh, pro player park then it went to Pro Player Stadium from September of 96 to January of 05. That's what I've always called. I call it Pro Player. That, that's how I would know it off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I would imagine they changed it to stadium before the football season began. And it was parked for a little bit for, for baseball, although in the middle of 96, I mean, the, the Marlins must not have come in there until 97, right? Marlins are there since 96. Yes. Okay. I'm so it changed in the middle of the year. That's weird as hell. That's I, I don't know if I've ever seen that the, the stadium changing in the middle of the season, uh, the stadium name. But again, it's primarily a football stadium, so I guess it would make sense um, that it changes before football season starts, as opposed to baseball. And they know the Dolphins are bigger than the Marlins down there. Um, from January of '05 to April of '06, it was Dolphin Stadium. And then okay. get this: from April of '06 to May of '09, it was Dolphin. Stadium singular, Dolphin. Singular, it went from Dolphin. Dol- Dolphins Stadium to Dolphin Stadium, much like right? or- Oriole Park, the singular Oriole. Yeah, there you go. From May of '09 to January of 2010, it was Land Shark Stadium. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which I'm like sponsored by the 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 beer, beer? which is uh, owned by Jimmy Buffett, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, it's all it's all making sense now. Landshark isn't bad. It's not a bad beer. No, I don't mind Landshark uh, in, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, on the beach, something like that. Like that. Better out of a bottle. I don't know if I've ever actually had it out 100%. of a can or in draft, but it's very good out of the bottle. Um, I like Corona a little bit more, but uh, that, that's nah. just me. 
You're not a Corona guy? Nah, just very bland. Right, Doesn't do it for me. Put the lime in there. Get a little zest. It's, they're not. It's they're not going to get it from me. That's all I'll say. It's a bad take, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, Dolphins, Dolphin Stadium, Land Shark Stadium, from <laughs> from January sixth, not not that January sixth, but January sixth of twenty ten to January nineteenth of twenty ten. So for like two weeks, I went back to Dolphin Singular Dolphin Stadium. Then from January of twenty ten to January of twenty sixteen, it was Sun Life Stadium. Oh, okay. Sun I remember Life that. Stadium. Yep, I do too. Uh, I believe they held the Super Bowl there when it was Sun Life. Um, I think that was the uh, the Saints. The Bears Colts. No, that was, was Saints Colts. Bears Colts was 07, oh. so that would have been when it was still Dolphin Stadium. I believe Sun Life. Uh, God, they they really they really got a bunch there. Uh, well, we're not done for a spell. But... <laughs> for a spell. <laughs> From February of 2016 to August of 16, it was New Miami Stadium, despite the fact that the stadium was not new. Um, they <laughs> renovated it. They did a ton of renovations to it. Like, they added that roof. They, yeah, they like, it doesn't even it doesn't even look the same now like it did right. when, but when the Marlins were still there. Again, not a new stadium. <laughs> it's like we call it New Fenway Park. It's not New Fenway Park. It's the same Fenway. It's the, uh, what's that philosophical question? Like, you replace all the uh, parts of the Oh, ship. it's, oh my God. Um, Is it the same ship or The ship of, ship? like, uh, Theseus or whatever? The ship I, almost of said, Theseus. I almost said Leonidas, but that was the guy from Thermopylae in 300. Yes, it's the, the ship of Theseus. This Sparta guy. It's a, a thought experiment about whether an object that has had all of its original components replaced remains the same. What's the name of it? The, the ship of what? The, the ship of Theseus. Theseus. There you go. Yeah, yeah, the stadium of Theseus here in my <laughs> And then finally, from August 2016 to the present, coming up on a decade now, so that's about a, as long of a run. In, that's a good run for him. Uh, it has been Hard Rock Stadium. Which, that's, that's what I think of it as now, is Hard Rock Stadium. On August 17, 2016, the Dolphins announced that the naming rights had been sold to the Hard Rock Cafe International and that the stadium would be renamed Hard Rock Stadium. The new name was notably ridiculed by fans of Florida State as the Seminole Tribe of Florida are the owners of the Hard Rock Cafe chain. I did not know that. Uh, But the stadium is host of their rivals, the University of Miami. Interesting. How about that? They've got a whole ass fucking section on their Wikipedia page for the stadium on the naming rights. It's multiple paragraphs, folks. <laughs> really, really detailed uh, situation. And while we're on the topic of places where the Marlins have played before, uh, their current park is Lone Depot Park. When oh, I first heard, heard that, I thought they misspelled Home Depot. I remember. Um, That's called Lone stuff. De- Home Depot, Lone Depot. I think maybe it was like the 2020 playoffs where Lone Depot. Like they must have bought, they must have bought like all the all the ad spaces, and MLB was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." ILO on um, the COVID dip, baby. <laughs> yeah, like I just remember, um, they might have sponsored like the World Series that year. It's like the World Series brought to you by or like Doosan. Doosan's been big. Yeah, Doosan's Doosan, baseball sponsor, um, sponsorships. Uh, I remember us. Uh, had like a bunch of sponsorships in 2020. Uts like the chips. Um, 
Yeah, and then there was Camping World. Camping World. Camping I think, World's a World big series. one. That was like big, like like late twenty tens Camping World. Yes. Was, like, yeah. Yeah. If um, if they sold the naming rights to Fenway, what? Uh, who would who would you want? Well, first of all, if they ever did that, there'd be fucking riots in the street. Right. Yeah. And we never let it happen. Second of all. <laughs> the revenge of john hancock like they, they, <laughs> you get the sign we get the stadium <laughs> i mean i mean the, the the basic pick but i still think would like i mean if you're gonna rename it from fenway which again not gonna happen don't want it to happen but if it might as well be a regionally beloved brand like dunks you know what i mean it might as well that's that's what i always get it's to. the basic pick it's the one that everyone would think of but i think it makes the most sense um like Sam Adams, I guess. Like you just think of, think of Boston. I'm just thinking exactly. They, like they have balance. a sign out there. You know, they uh, already have that tie-in. Knowing uh, how clueless the uh, how tone deaf the ownership group could be, they're gonna pick like fucking like Deloitte or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, just, it's nothing. Something with Lock, no Lockheed Martin. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Smith and Wesson Wilson- Park. <laughs> Um, is, to... is is Wayfair Boston based? What are, why do I think they are? I don't know, but that that would get people up in arms. Remember when they had their uh, they were, they their founded. little controversy? They could be um, they could be the 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 Fen Wayfair Park. Okay, eh? we keep some of the old magic. Huh? <laughs> we're not completely what the, abandoning it. What the funniest possible brand would be. I mean, right now it would be Burger King just because of the Whopper commercials. That, that would wouldn't have good. any staying power in terms of being funny. It would just be sad at some point. I always like to look at the old photos of um, Minute Maid Park when it was like Enron Field. <laughs> <laughs> FTX Stadium. Exactly. <laughs> right. Something like that. Which that's the name of where the Miami Heat play. They play like at the FTX Arena. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it's called right now. <laughs> yeah, all those all those crypto naming rights have have aged really well. Yeah, instead of the Staples Centers, I think it's the Crypto.com Arena, which I'm sure doesn't last. Back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, Enron Field. That that's a good one. Company too big to fail. Um, <laughs> just trying to think of. Like AIG Stadium, that'd be that would have been funny back in the day. <laughs> Not for people who um, lost a ton of money, but in hindsight, <laughs> what's uh, yeah Lehman Brothers? Lehman Brothers. Field. What, was, what was the name of uh, what was the name of uh, Madoff's like oh, group? Good, great question. Lehman Brothers. What was the other big one that went complete? Uh, Bear Stearns. <laughs> Bear Stearns was another good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they ever, I can't. I can't see them ever. No, they. I can I see the, I can see them naming the fields. I can't see them renaming the ballpark though. Yeah, doing it like Dunkin' Donut Field at Fenway Park or something like right. that. They, um, they they would go as low as low to stoop to that. I think they. Would. Oh, but for I think sure. They know that the Fren- Fenway brand is too strong, and I think. They actually might throw John Henry off the Zakem if they did that. They actually might do that. Um, Probably. 
I, I, I think for the most part, nothing is sacred in this world anymore, but I think that would be sacred enough. I would like to, I would hope maybe so. I'm naive, maybe I'm too optimistic in that, but I would like to think that they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't rename Wrigley Field. I don't think they would rename Dodger Stadium. I don't think they would do that. Don't you think it's odd, though, that Wrigley has never been renamed, even though it's not owned by the Wrigleys anymore? It just kind of gets grandfathered in. Yeah. Which, I guess I never thought I mean, of that. Good, good for them, but technically... Yeah, free right? advertising. R- Wrigley's got the naming rights. Yeah, I, I wonder if they still... I'm fascinated to know whether they like pay for that or not. It's a good question. I mean, the advertising doesn't really work. It doesn't make me think of like. Damn, it doesn't make me think of look, like Wrigley chewing gum. The Cubs but... are the Cubs are awesome. I could go for a nice piece of Big Red right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I need some, I need some hubba bubba. Like I need. I don't. I don't even think Wrigley is hubba bubba. Um, as of as of June twentieth, twenty twenty, from. Uh, a website called bleedcubbyblue.com. Um, they say likely no money is going to the, the Wrigley gum chewing company. So there you have that. That we know of. They yeah, could it could be, be under the table. <laughs> true. I mean, when you're talking it's, about Wrigley. It's that old, you know. Hey, uh, Bleed Cubby Blue. Uh, it, what, who are they affiliated with? <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> I, believe it's, I believe it's SB Nation. That's it's true. How about I that? Yeah. I like their I like their logo. Yeah, it's a good logo. I mean, it's not as good as our logo over the monster. With the ivy and the and the brick and the bear. Um, yeah, I like it. it. Looks like the polar uh, brand bear, like polar seltzer. A little bit. It's oh, more like a polar bear than a cubby bear. It does. It does. It looks like a polar bear. Okay, so apparently the article the article I'm I'm sourcing here uh, says the ballpark. I mean, because his name was Wrigley, it was named after him. It wasn't necessarily named uh, after the yeah. company, which is why they're not collecting any money. Wrigley trademark stadium, yeah, yeah or exactly. Stadium. What the hell am I talking about? I'll be so at that, Wrigley. That makes summer. more sense. Yeah, I would love to go to Wrigley. Never been. Have you? I I bet I went once when I was. Like 13, I went in 09. We had a family trip to Chicago and we saw them play the Braves. So I was like, I saw Ooh, nice. Kosuke Fukudome was there. Oh, uh, King. I, for, I forget who was pitching. I don't know if it was Zambrano or not. Sor- Soriano was on those teams, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, I don't know if he played that day. Maybe he was hurt. I don't call, you know, totally. I think like Ryan, Ryan the Riot, I think, was still kicking around mm. there. Ryan Terrio. Was, um, was Marlon Bird on those teams? He had to have been. He must have been. I'm sure. Try to find the actual box. I'm gonna pull up. The, I'm gonna pull up their twenty, their 2009 roster. They play. They lost to the Braves. So, team batting. I'll, I'll take you around the diamond for the uh, a blast from the past. 2009 Chicago Cubs. You had Giovanni Giovanni Soto at catcher, <laughs> Derek Lee at first, Mike Fontenot at second, Mike Ryan Fontenot. Terrio. Oh wow, that's yeah. a fucking name. <laughs> Uh, Ramos Ramirez at third. He was a good Very player. underrated. Um, Soriano left. Fukudome in center. Oh, Terrio. Terry Ryan the Rat. Yeah. yeah. Um, Milton Bradley in right field. Milton God Bradley. Bless him. God bless him. God bless him. And uh, your, your rotations, you're probably looking at Zambrano. Uh, and shit, I can't think of any other, of their other picks. Dempster. Ted Ryan Lilly. Dempster. Ted Randy Lilly. Wells. Rich Harden apparently started 26 games. Rich Harden. Um, Kevin Gregg was their closer. 
Carlos Marmol was also in that bullpen. Oh, God. Fucking Marmol. Remember him? Jeff Zamarja. It must have been like his rookie year. Shark, yeah. He he pitched 34 innings. Um, Not really any interesting names on their bench. Outside of like Sam Fold. Uh, He's a coach now, isn't he? He's like the Phillies GM, I think. Isn't he? GM. Yeah, he he was on... uh, Sadly, when I when I work during the day, I have MLB Network on, so um, I get caught by um, what's his face, the Mad Dog, when he starts high heat, and it always <sighs> it always shocks me. Just but uh, he was on he was on uh, high heat the other day, which is why I'm remembering him now. The Thaddeus with Sam Fold. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> ah, so bad. Um, but yeah, he's the current general manager of the Phillies. Shout out Sam Fold. Shout out to that. Shout out to Rick. Him and Dombrowski. The plan is that I'll be seeing a certain baseball team uh, play this summer in Chicago. Yeah, when did they? Well, they were there for the 4th of July this past year. Right after the there? All-Star break. Hmm. July. That's when the Boston Red Stockings are in town, and that's hopefully when I'll be there. That's BS. They should be coming here this year. If we went there last year, come on now. I, I well, I'm going for my bachelor party. That's what I'm doing for Which prior is fair. to the wedding in September. So we're <laughs> trying to get um, rooftop seats. We're trying to get mm. one of the rooftops there. So I'm be very, very cool. happy that they're going to Chicago. That I wanted to. I was like, damn, like uh, I would want to do that anyways. That'd be awesome if the Sox are in town now with the and then, uh, even schedule. You know what I mean? Everything fell into place. So that that's uh, that's the plan right now. Very nice. Very nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah fucking keep my, fin- keep my fingers crossed for you. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Is that all we got? Um, quick in memoriam, Travis Shaw. Quick in Congrats order, on Travis uh, Shaw. Yes. How could I be remiss? Shout mayor, out to the mayor. Um, yep. Shout out. He had his fucking moments, man. Yeah. He, he, he had did. a nice little run at it. He did. He really shout did. Shout out to him. I still, the, the trade for Thornburg still hurts. <laughs> yeah. You lost, you lost him and Dubon. Um, but. Yeah, for a guy. Did, did Thornburg even pitch like 50 innings for the team? I don't think he did. Oh, 50 innings. I'm gonna say I'm I'm taking that under. Forty two and two third innings from the one and only Tyler Thornburg. He was two he was two and out with the Sox though. Undefeated. Can't take that from him. All right. Travis Shaw can't say it the same, but no, seriously, Travis Shaw, when he was, again, you know, every now and again, you just see like those, these guys, good vibes, guy. good vibes guys that sort of pop up and end up being, you know, cult heroes for a little bit of a stretch, you know, he, he was, feels like uh, a guy who would fit in with like Nesson or something like that. For know? sure. Like I, tw- I tweeted when, uh, I don't know, did I tweet this today? I must've, um, where it was like his, his tweet announcing retirement. Um, I quote tweeted it was like, when's the Nesson tryout? Because he's a guy like Middlebrooks or Holt, where I feel like just kind of like has the the personality for it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, shout out, shout out to the mayor. Um, 
on a great career. Just shout out to him. Yeah. Be cool if he if he came on Nesson. God knows they, they need some new life. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Mike Monaco full time. He was he was fun down the stretch in twenty one when he came back. Um I know by like the end of the first series of twenty twenty two we all wanted him dead. He but, stunk, uh, but <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was the you know the walk off grand slam. Like that, that I that forgot. That's right. That he, he did just like mid mid August, like the COVID socks were, you know, riding high. You had to Needed bring in a, a very and, special guest star, a, a cameo right. appearance. Give him, give him some juice. So now, so shout out to Travis Shaw, and shout out to you for listening to this episode of Pod on Lansdowne. We'll be back next week, hopefully with Jake in the fold. Good to have him back. Be a family once again. So I'm not just stuck with this fucking guy, Liam, for an hour plus talking about talking about just naming talking rights and dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. <laughs> what that? We've really covered a lot of ground. I think we did all right for not having the, for for not signing Adam Duvall and for signing uh, Jorge, Jorge Alfaro. I think we did a pretty and, good job uh, stretching this out to an hour plus. I mean, Connor Seabold, God bless him. He gave us that 30 minutes of rock talk. And that's all Connor Seabold has ever given us. And we are going to forever be grateful for that. So for, for some filler. That's right. Enjoy your, weeks, enjoy your week, folks. Thanks for listening again. We'll talk to you next week. Go Sox, baby. Go Sox. great season, have fun, and knowing that better times are ahead for the Baltimore Orioles.